Hey, this is Tom Matthews, and you're listening to the Horror Homeschool Podcast. And remember, fuck you, Jason. back to another episode of horror homeschool i'm chris and i'm ashley how are you ashley hmm not the loaded question chris (laughs) (laughs) tell all (laughs) i have had one of the worst weeks that i can remember oh oh, yeah yeah but today today you're pretty okay right yeah i'm good (laughs) breakfast have you eaten something yummy i eat breakfast tacos al pastor yum very nice so uh, how are you i'm great i've had a very nice breakfast also um breakfast? i used to hate breakfast but now i look forward to it yeah if if you get a good breakfast on the go it's something literally to you know get excited about waking up for every day mm-hmm. so. yep i totally agree i was thinking about that last night when i was trying to go to sleep i was like man yeah. the sooner i get to sleep the sooner <laughs> i get to wake up and eat taco <laughs> it's like christmas <laughs> i know yeah and i found my new favorite place to go for breakfast and i can't believe i've slept on it for this long it's literally like a five minute drive up the road like i mean i could probably walk it but i'm really too lazy for that but it's this uh vegan cafe called wild root and it's like attached to a garden center and they do awesome the nicest food there honestly like i had this uh vegan like breakfast like um like a full english breakfast like you know like a fry up but vegan style mm. um so it's like got like vegan bacon and eggs which is basically scrambled tofu um and like these homemade beans and hummus and kale and that sounds amazing just, oh honestly it was so good check out my instagram story to to yeah, drool we, over that we have a cafe um or a restaurant i guess it's called kirby lane here in austin and uh, they have a fantastic tofu scramble, and um, it's like they put like hot sauce, like little or salsa, Ooh. like Mexican salsa or whatever. Yeah. And um, then they have like vegan sausage, and you can get uh, vegan pancakes, and they're freaking Ooh. awesome, so good. So whenever you come, I will take you there. Oh yes, yes please, that sounds amazing. It's one of those places that are like open twenty four hours, so like. Whoa. Nothing is open 24 hours here apart from, like, petrol stations. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, I've been there a couple times in the middle of the night, like, you know, go after you go to a concert or whatever, and it's just, like, it's always busy. Oh, nice. Getting hungry now. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a second breakfast. <laughs> always. Um, but, yeah, we are here today to continue our Friday the 13th franchise marathon. 
Uh, we're now up to part six. Um, part five uh, was a bit of a mixed bag. You hated it. I loved it. Um, so yes, very, I uh, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are on this one because this one, spoilers, is my favourite of the franchise. Um, so I'm dying to hear your thoughts on it, and I hope you don't piss on my parade. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, and I, I do want to make an announcement just really quick. If you hear mm. a cat meowing in the background, my cat's at my door because I won't let her into my room, and she's very vocal, so I do apologize. I don't think you will, uh, but if you do, my poor, poor little rock is outside is, the door. Is she attached to you? Does she have to be with you at all times? At all times. Uh. <laughs> if I'm walking around the house, like she's right there. I love and, a clingy cat. Yeah, she's not allowed in the room. And she's not allowed in the bathroom and closet. So she yeah, gets upset. Cats love to like watch you on the toilet, don't they? Like they've yes. got a thing about it. <laughs> they like to sit in your like in your clothes while yeah. you're like going in to your, the restroom. Sit in your pants when they're around yeah, your ankles. Yeah, but like, oh, this is a very comfortable place. There's <laughs> <laughs> just something about like they just want to make eye contact while you're shitting for some reason. <laughs> it's just creepy. It's like a primal thing. I don't know what it is. Um, and then they do that also whenever they are too. Like if you accidentally oh, like yeah. walk in or something, they just like <laughs> lock eyes. You're like, ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. let's uh, let's talk Friday, about the movie. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. So Jason's back. Um, made in 1986, and directed and written by Tom McLaughlin. Um, synopsis is as follows Tommy Jarvis exhumes Jason Voorhees to cremate his corpse but inadvertently brings him back to life instead <laughs> the newly revived killer seeks revenge and Tommy may be the only one who can stop him ridiculous synopsis for a ridiculous <laughs> film and I love it so much um, right so I've got some interesting trivia for this one uh, so writer and director Tom McLaughlin took home some props from the film, including Jason's tombstone, which sits oh, outside of his house to make look so awesome <laughs> to make it look like Jason is buried in his yard, um, and his casket is in his garage. <laughs> oh wow! And it says here that a city employee refused to enter his yard to read the meter because he thought a real body was buried there. <laughs> I mean, that's illegal, so <laughs> I don't think anybody would be flaunting that. So funny. Um, what's the next one? Uh, oh, yeah, this is great. I love this, this bit of trivia, and I can't believe I never knew it until I did research for this film. Um, years after the release of this film, Kevin Williamson told director Tom McLaughlin that his film had a huge influence on him growing up. And helped inspire him to write his meta slasher film Scream. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And also, in a weird twist of fate, Tom McLaughlin was actually offered the chance to direct Scream in the mid-90s. But wow. he declined. And then the gig went to Wes Craven. So you're saying Scream could have been something completely different? Yeah, it could have been this. Weird. <laughs> Just fine by me. But, you know, Wes Craven was a good choice too. But yeah, it was... I guess Wes Craven was the second choice after Tom declined, but crazy. 
very crazy. <laughs> but I can definitely see the parallels. I can see the whole yeah. connection there with uh, definitely the comedy element in this film. Uh, you know, Kevin really took from that and the whole self-awareness of it, you know. Yeah. Um, it says here that aside from Alice, who has a minor role in the second film, uh, as well as starring in the first, Tommy Jarvis is the only reoccurring protagonist in the series, albeit oh, yeah. it's played by three different actors. That bugged uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> the continuity is crazy. Um, after becoming a born-again Christian, John Shepard, who starred as Tommy in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, did not want to reprise his role, so it went to Tom Matthews instead. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, after find after um after being in part five, he found God and uh, didn't want anything to do with the Friday series again. Mind you, he, he he didn't want to be part of it to begin with. It was like a blind casting thing, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. You told me that. Um. So another bit of recasting trivia. This time, the recasting happened while the film was actually being shot. Can you guess who was recast? Hmm. Was it Jason? Yeah. <laughs> it was Jason. Do you know why? Why? So, uh, Dan Bradley played Jason on the first day of shooting. Um, he was actually just a crew member that they used. And um, it was for the paintball scenes. And if you notice, Jason's build is very different in those scenes. He's a lot bigger and bulkier. Um and this is also why Jason's eye colour changes during the film as well, if you look closely. But yeah. apparently uh, Paramount had seen the first day's footage and asked for Jason to be recast because they thought that Bradley looked too bulky um, and therefore CJ Graham was given the part. And uh, very harshly, Dan Bradley was given the nickname Bitch Tit Jason. <laughs> Which is, hits a nerve for me. Because I have bitch hits. They're a lot smaller than they used to be, but <laughs> I used to get bullied. Are they like, them. they're not like, uh, what's his face from Bob's Fight Club? From Fight Club. <laughs> Meat, <laughs> Meatloaf. Yeah. What was it? His name was Robert Paulson. What is it, Robert yeah. Paulson? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's harsh. Hits a nerve with me, that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can actually notice there is, Jason does have a bit more junk in his trunk uh, in those scenes. <laughs> And uh, he's he's got quite a bit of meat on his bone for a reanimated corpse, that's for sure. Uh, definitely, uh, CJ Graham definitely looks better in my opinion. Also, uh, quick quick side note: uh, obviously, I've met CJ Graham a couple of times at conventions, and really nice guy. Always really happy to meet his fans. Um, what's the next bit? Oh yeah, here we go. So. It's the first and only film in the franchise to feature absolutely no nudity. And it's also the lowest earning film in the franchise, though the two factors very likely aren't connected. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Maybe. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no nudity in this one. Um, and it is also the first film in the series which did not place first in the United States box office during its opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. So disappointing. Unjust, in my yeah. opinion. Um so 
here's something I know that you'd be interested in. So it's about Jason's father. In the original script, it contained material that alluded to Jason's father, which to date remains the closest the series ever had to coming to shed some light on that mysterious character. So mm. in the script, Pamela's headstone is next to Jason's, um, basically saying that someone has paid to have Jason buried um, and explains why he wasn't cremated. As well as this, there's a final scene in which Jason's father visits his son's grave, uh, seemingly aware of the fact that Jason is not inside of it. And these scenes were never filmed, but they made it into the film's novelization. And in the 2009 deluxe edition DVD, uh, it uses like storyboard art and voiceover mm, work to do the scene. That's cool. Yeah, so there's, there was something there almost. Almost. <clears throat> um, the hands of Tommy opening Jason's casket at the start of the movie are actually those of director Tom McLaughlin. Uh. Um. And so this is an opposite to the last few entries in the series. So the violence actually had to be ramped up rather than toned down and cut out um, because the movie was actually going to be given a PG-13 rating, but they wanted it to have an R rating, so they upped the violence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> guess it's all about that nudity. That's probably what brought I know. Um, so this is the last film in the series to feature the character of Tommy from the protagonist from the fourth film onwards. And uh, this is why the next sequel is subtitled The New Blood. Hmm. Um, and bringing Jason back was a directive delivered from the producers from Paramount. So they were like, look, we've got to have Jason back in the next one. You know, cause so many people are outraged about Roy in part five. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought him back zombie style. So I guess Jason is now officially from this point onwards the undead and seems to have superpowers if you noticed he seems to be Interesting. Super, super strong and um completely indestructible <laughs> very michael myers yeah um writer director tom mclaughlin decided that jason would not harm a child out of sympathy for the plight of children generated by his childhood drowning so i guess that yeah makes I, ca sense. I caught on to that I like that as well. Um, did you notice the cheeky James Bond nod in the, uh, the yep, title sequence? I was, that was, yep, sure did. <laughs> Very odd. <laughs> but it, said, it says here that it was meant to set the tone for the film, saying that this was going to be something different, not just another Jason movie, but kind of like a, a homage to the other slasher films as well as a satirization of them at the same time. Because it is very, um, very self-aware and tongue-in-cheek, this movie. This is one of the reasons why I love it, just the tone, you know, and mm -hmm. how different it is, really. Um, Tom McLaughlin, so he wanted to start with a classic gothic opening and uh, took his inspiration from his love of Hammer horror films. Uh, that's why he did all, like, the moonlight and the fog, very atmospheric. Loved it. Very Hammer horror. Yeah, it was very um, spooky. yeah. At 86 minutes long, this is the shortest Friday the 13th movie. Very nice, easy watch. Um, and this is the first film where Jason doesn't run. He just speed walks. Again, very <laughs> Michael Myers. Um, 
And this is the second film in the series that actually takes place on Friday the 13th, the first being the original. Yep. And a bit about the soundtrack here. Did you notice the copious amounts of Alice Cooper? So No wonder. I was like, I was like, this soundtrack is not that good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Blasphemous. <laughs> so Teenage Frankenstein. Um I like that, that is song a lot. um during Nikki and Court death scenes, you know, in the, the RV. Uh, Hard Rock Summer is the high-speed police chase between Megan. Yeah, I didn't care for that song. Sorry. <laughs> and my personal favourite, uh, he's back, the man behind the mask. Uh, that's the one that plays uh, at, during the opening, oh, no, sorry, the end credits. And it also plays on the radio as they're arriving at the, the counsellors arriving at the camp. Um, so I've got some continuity errors here. So Jason is depicted as having been buried in the ground with his body intact after being killed by Tommy in the fourth movie. However, dialogue in part five indicates that Jason was cremated. And uh, in the previous movies, he had a misshapen, asymmetrical face. His left eye was normal, but his right eye was like bulging and dead looking. In this film, he has no left eye as a result of the injury from the end of Friday 13th part four. And his right eye appears perfectly normal. Mm. And finally, the poster. So for once, the main poster is actually correct for this one. Um, wow. <laughs> I'll send it you on Instagram right now. Uh, I actually love this poster. I love how like gothic and just classic horror it looks. It's got the, uh, the tombstone, Jason Lives written big on it. In the background, it's silhouette of the hockey mask with all this light coming through the holes in the eyes foggy foggy background yeah that's cool really cool fonts on there as well love that poster um and uh, the dvd artwork isn't great um i post it on my instagram i don't know if you can have a quick look um but this is the british dvd artwork at least anyway it's got like a generic sort of um graveyard backgrounds um with someone screaming in the background i don't know who that is it probably isn't anyone from the film <laughs> um if anyone does know who that is screaming in the background let me know because i can't make it out i think yeah i don't know who that is and uh the mask is wrong as well on this one so yeah there's no like split in it, it, it yeah it doesn't look it doesn't look great um but the one I wanted to mention, and I'll send you a picture of this, is actually the um, the Turkish poster. I mean, this is just wild. It's brilliant. I'll post this on the Instagram so everyone can see. So <laughs> it features um, a Jason with a completely different hockey mask, not in any of the films at all. And he's wielding a chainsaw, which again... What in the is... world? Is not used that, in any of the movies. That is like a completely different movie. Yeah. And then it's got Megan naked on, on the floor, like which obviously never happens in the film either. Interesting. I mean, I love this poster. I think it looks amazing. But it's yeah, got no, it's a nothing, cool poster. Nothing to do with the film in the slightest. It's like they took parts and Te- bits of other horror Te- films yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then just put them together 
Yeah, it's like they just described the movie. Well, it is like through Google Translate or something, like someone did yeah. <laughs> in Turkish through Google Translate. And that's what they came out with. Um, great looking poster, though. I love it. <laughs> I'd love to own that. So let's go into initial thoughts. I mean, you know what I think about this one. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite in the franchise. One of my personal favorite horror movies in general. And I think it's genuinely one of the best AT slashes. What do you think about it, Ashley, watching it for the first time? I loved it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, knew you would. I knew it. I was hoping and praying, but I was like, I was it watching was it last great. night with Ab, and it's one of her favorites too. It's her it favorite just... Friday. And I was like, how can anyone not like this film? It's just it fantastic. It's so cheesy and entertaining yeah. and funny and goofy and scary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was scary it's a perfect mix of everything it does yeah. everything really well great kills mm-hmm. oh yeah let's get into it <laughs> awesome i mean highlights for me um i think tom matthews does a fantastic job as tommy um so yeah much it better. took me a minute to get a and to get used to him just because, yeah. you know, he wasn't the same. But then I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> He's got a great great style of acting. Like, yeah. so much better than the actor in part five. I mean, I think he's really underrated as an actor. Um, he was also in Return of the Living Dead. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I it's haven't like seen the, Return. It's like the unofficial so, sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've seen Night of the Living Dead and Dawn yeah. of the Dead. He's he's great in that as well. He's got a very very cool style. I love his acting. Um, I've met him as well at Horicon, and it was a pleasure and an honor to meet him. Oh, actually, in fact, I got him to record an intro, so you will have already heard this intro. Um, I'm going to put it at the start of the episode. He did a fantastic oh, intro where he actually quoted this film, and he actually did the thing that I do at the end where I say, and remember, and then a quote. I didn't actually ask him to do that. <laughs> nice. He says, um, says, and remember, fuck you, Jason. Uh, um, oh, yeah, absolutely awesome guy. So, yeah, thank you, Tom, for that. Um, oh, and shout out to uh, the Rabid Weasels podcast, which is a Night of the Living Dead podcast run by my friend Tin Man. And he actually had Tom on his pod recently. So go and check that out. Um, wow, that's so cool. But, yeah, great guy. Love him as an actor, love him in this movie. I think he does a fantastic job in it and really just brings it up to that next level. And I think he understood the character and he understood this movie. You know, I think him and Tom really gelled together, uh, Tom McLaughlin. And I think he understood the the self-awareness and he really ramped it up. Tom McLaughlin, writer and director of this movie, I think he also does a great job with it because... He's making the best film that he could have done. You know, like he's bringing all of his hammer horror and rock influences into it and making it meta and self-aware. Like it was exactly what the franchise needed at this point, in my opinion, you know, just to sort of literally resurrect it, which he did with Jason as well, you know. And it's just such a shame that it was poorly performed, you know. Um, But yeah, I love that about it. And uh, I love Jason. I loved CJ Graham, one of my favorite Jasons. Um, I love his presence as Jason. Um, I just love how he's like so calm and methodical. 
like the yeah. way he moves. like it's scary like it's uh very michael myers that's probably why i like him so much but it's it's different and uh moving forward uh kane hodder who takes over as jason in the next one for the next four um he's a very different jason um so i'm excited to hear your thoughts on him but yeah for now cj graham i think he does a, a great job in this movie playing on the whole well he's the boogeyman isn't he? he's just like the this yeah supernatural force in this one like michael myers where he is just he doesn't need to run he just appears in places you know and he's just very calmly just being the ultimate creeper and just scaring everybody by not making a lot of effort to move or do anything which is even scarier i really wish that hollywood would like make more movies like this one today you know because it's got everything i, I love the setting the, the music the actors the humor the practical effects just everything like and there's great jump scares like i've seen this movie so many times and it still makes me jump like it's, it's like you know like scream like all the greats like it it just it works every it time it made me jump <laughs> which bits did you jump at um Okay, so in the beginning, whenever um, he's he dug him up and everything, and this is like the longest maggot scene of my life. I'm sitting there eating <laughs> eggs, ham, bacon, and pancake. No, French toast last night while I'm watching it. <laughs> and I had to literally close my eyes for that entire <laughs> scene because I was getting so grossed out. And I was trying not to imagine my food as maggots and it was very hard <laughs> maggots actually you're eating maggots <laughs> so like that whole scene just grossed me out but then like the scene that made me jump was the couple that was in the truck yeah yeah and she falls in that like creek thing and then yeah. he disappears and then yeah. he jumps i like yeah. almost lost all my food <laughs> that's the one that gets me every time too and i know it's coming but the suspense is done I knew so something well. was going to come. But... Like, the directing in this movie is so good because, like, you know, it's that whole, it's the age-old thing where it's like, you know something's going to happen, but you don't know the exact split second where it's going to happen. <laughs> so you're waiting for that. Because he, like, because she, she offers him money and, like, falls in the puddle and stuff, doesn't she? And then she looks up and he's gone. And then, like, she's looking around and then all of a sudden he just, like, splashes in the puddle behind her, right? Get oh you God, that was so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun fact about that scene, the, the woman that uh, plays, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name, but the woman in that scene, that's actually Tom McLaughlin's wife. And, oh, uh, wow. In that bit where she's driving and he stabs the, uh, the fence pole like through the windscreen at her and it like smashes the windscreen. So she was actually really impaled almost on that because... <laughs> If you watch it closely, when she, when he um, smashes the windscreen with the point, it goes it goes through and then diverts off at an angle towards her. So like it kind of like bounces through and almost gets her like literally there's like inches in it where it misses her. Um, so yeah, she almost got killed <laughs> for real. Yikes! <laughs> in that scene, uh, but yeah, there's there's so many so many great scary scenes in it like that like um so let's let's break it down then so 
the setting of it love the setting i love the, yeah. the atmosphere of it the whole thing is just so like spooky and like gothic you know like and the whole i love that they bring back the camp thing into it and the counselors and there's actual like real kids in this one too for the first time we've got, like, real, real kids so there's like more peril there too like more like more at stake uh, i love the fact that none of the kids get killed and hamsters are safe as well i uh, know thank god <laughs> But yeah, I love I love the whole setting of it. Um I like I, I usually don't like police stuff and like police station stuff, but I liked it in this because it was all done so well and there were some funny scenes in it. Um the police officers were dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and that that scene with the uh the laser uh on, on the top of the gun, <laughs> wherever the red dot goes, you bang. <laughs> It's just so stupid. I feel like, side note, but I feel like people who just like envision themselves killing people are the ones that try to go and be cops just yeah. so they can have an excuse to kill people. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, who would who would actually want to shoot someone in the head? <laughs> cops. I mean, I've fantasized about it, but. <laughs> yeah, but there's a cut, difference between like. Cut this bit out. I'm implicating myself here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was going to say, there's a difference between, like, daydreaming or getting mad at someone, but then, like, if you think about it all the time and obsess over it, that's yeah. a whole nother level. But Very you can cut true. that out if you want to. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I love the setting. Love it very much. Um, it kind of feels like you're going back to the roots, obviously, with the whole, like, the camp stuff. You're at Crystal Lake for a lot of it. I mean, obviously, the end scene, you, you're back in Crystal Lake. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. it couldn't get much more full circle. Um, so I love everything to do with the setting. Um, yeah. It was, I liked the beginning. It kind of gave me, it gave me, like, a um, a good campy vibe. Like, yeah. Like a goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark kind of vibe, but yeah, scarier. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I can see why this almost got a PG rating though, because apart from like the death and the, the violence in it and a bit of gore, um, it could very well be, you know, like uh, you know, a, a, an age appropriate sort of first spooky film for kids. Yeah um because like you know there is a lot of levity with the humor in it Um, i that's one of the things i love about it i know i always say i don't like um you know horror comedies but i like comedy in my horrors if that makes sense yeah if it's done well obviously i love scream those are really funny films but some of the one-liners in this are just so well written like i love the interaction between those two little boys um when <laughs> Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact quote, but it's... He was like, well, we're going to die. And then the... Yeah, it was so funny because they were, like, hiding and... under the bed. And, like, what they could hear, What did you want to be like... when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> Gets me so every time, that. Funny. It's so funny. So the music, obviously, Harry Manfredini back again for Do The Score. Great, so great, great score. And he really understood the assignment. He he understood the, the gothic Hammer Horror vibes but keeping it, you know, campy and fun and love the score to it. Maybe the only criticism I'd have with the score is there's not enough uh, ch -ch 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 that I would have yeah, liked. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
But yeah, I, th- I think the score stands really well alone. And it's one that I listen to a lot. Uh, obviously, I love all the Alice Cooper tracks in it as well. I think that really adds to it and gives it the, the whole 80s goth vibe. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing with Alice Cooper somehow. Oh, really? Kevin's... Let me think. Kevin's cousin? Is Alice Cooper. Oh, my God. No, is... <laughs> married Alice Cooper's daughter or something like that <laughs> it's something it's something crazy like that that's awesome or yeah I think it's his cousin that's married to Alice Cooper's kid and uh, a couple years ago we had they had a uh, family reunion he didn't come obviously but the I think it was his uncle I'll have to verify but I think it was his uncle going around showing pictures of them with Alice Cooper oh fuck I'd love to meet Alice Cooper. I was just so like, cool. that is the most bizarre. And for like Kevin's family is super like <laughs> conservative and everything. So I just thought that was like his entire I mean, family. A like, shock rocker. In, as yeah, I was like, family. <laughs> yeah. School's that is, that's awesome. But but you, you said before you don't like that, that song or you don't like him as a music. I don't really care for uh, Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I admire him for, you know, what he is, and it's cool. Like, I respect him as a musician, but I'm not just a huge fan of his music. Like, I don't just pop it on or anything. No. I mean, honestly, I I could only name, like, a handful of his songs, but it's one of those artists where, like, the handful of songs I know by him I really like, but then I don't listen to anything else of his. You know, like, I wouldn't put an album of his on. I literally, I have all the songs that he did in this film on a playlist, and that's that's all his songs I listen to. But I do feel like his songs really fit in well with the vibe of the movie. Oh, like, yeah. It was a great fit. The Young Frankenstein song when it was so good for that whole, like, whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about that scene quickly, the, the RV scene? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I don't, I was just like, okay, whatever. It was just funny. The beginning the, part of that scene. <laughs> the, the whole like the sex scene, the clothes sex scene, um, is obviously quite funny because it's the the, the guy is the one with his nipples out. Um, yeah. And it's just so bizarre because like she's like very unrealistically sort of on top riding him, going, "You're the best." Oh yeah. <laughs> but those two are the cheesiest I think in the whole movie. <laughs> and I love them both. Again, I think they both understood the assignment and they got it. Oh, yeah. And then um, whenever he's, like, driving and he's like, oh, man, I'm just having the best time. This yeah. is so great. Oh, man, this is awesome. <laughs> like, it's so did. funny. Um, and another, the RV scene was cool, though. Another fun little, fun little bit of trivia about that scene. After they've finished and the, the power goes off and he finishes and she's pissed off, um, when she when she goes off and he's like sorting himself out under the cover, um, you can you can hear a little uh, ping of the uh, the condom sort of like snap back as he's removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Apparently, Tom McLaughlin added that to promote safe sex. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's good, but it's so funny. It is funny, but that. it's. It's but good, sometimes, though. I mean, sometimes I don't know about you, but I certainly think that sex scenes in movies like this are very unrealistic due to the fact that 
whenever a guy finishes and the girl just sort of gets up and walks away and gets on with her life, sort of carries about her business, and usually stuff would be happening there. Do you know uh, what I mean? I don't want to talk about it. I know this is... Please cut this. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's very unrealistic how, like, they just sort of get on with things, you know. Um, so at least in that that little detail, I was like, oh, right, that's why she can get on with uh, whatever she's doing because <laughs> it was contained. <laughs> it makes sense to me in my little OCD mind. <laughs> I just want to old... crawl in a hole <laughs> and put garbage over myself. <laughs> You've got to address these deep, dark issues, actually, with your strict Christian upbringing. <laughs> It's I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, the actors, then let's talk about the actors. We've already touched on it. Um, we love all the campy, campy acting. Yes. Everyone did a great job. Yeah, not nothing more to say about it really. I just love everyone. Well, yeah, it? I mean they are all enjoyable. Even the kids, like I don't, you know. Yeah, even you know, the, kids. the kids. Yeah, but yeah. the kids were funny. The kids were cute. Yeah. And the it's... the. They didn't spend too much time on the kids, which I enjoyed. Yeah. But then at yeah. the same time, the little bit that they did have was, it was good. A perfect, perfect amount. Yeah. And like you say, like kid actors, it's a minefield. Sometimes they can, you know, make or break a movie. And the amount of time that we spent with the kids and the kids that they chose to play those roles, perfect. I love the little girl. I love I know, the two I little boys. That, that poor girl. She was so <laughs> traumatized. She reminded like, me that's... a bit of the girl in Poltergeist. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that scene where um, what's-her-face is putting her to bed after she gets scared and comes in there. Yeah. And you just see Jason at the window. Like, that was me as a child. And I knew (laughs) that there was always faces at my window. That's one of your, like, biggest, like, fears and, like, uh, traumatic memories, isn't it? The whole window thing. So yes, that must that's have why been. I had to cover all my windows. <laughs> that must have been scary for you seeing it was Jason scary. Voorhees then... at the window. So you the, the scene after that where uh, she's walking and he's like kind of walking behind her in the window and you see him. Oh, I love that they're walking in unison. It's like yeah, she's that's walking along scene. the inside. Yeah, it's so well done. Oh, one time, I was at home by myself back when I lived with my parents, and it was like dark and. I had just gone out of the shower, so I was walking towards my kitchen. There's a big window in the living room, and it was covered, obviously, because they all knew my fears. <laughs> but uh, I see a shadow, and, like, I walk, and the shadow doesn't walk. And I stop, and the shadow <laughs> starts moving, and I was like, what <laughs> the heck? I called my parents. I was like, where are y'all? I didn't even look. I was like, nope. <laughs> I just went and like hid somewhere. I mean, and it wasn't. I think it was what it was. Is there's like a. I don't know. It was just a trick of the light. It was Nosferatu, a... is what you're trying to say. It was <laughs> Nosferatu. Yeah, it just groups around people. <laughs> but like the way the the living room was set up with like a big window, and then we had a giant mirror, and so it was just like a whole bunch of tricks of the light kind of oh, stuff. Oh, because magic. nothing happened. Yeah, but it was just so scary for me at that minute. I was like. <gasps> That reminds me of another like horror movie. I wouldn't say trope because you don't see it often, but when they use it in movies, I love it. With mirrors, you know, when like someone will be looking in the mirror and they'll look away and then the reflection mm-hmm. won't won't move and do it a second later. Like I love that kind of shit. Yeah, they recently that did that in um, 
in Moon Knight, you know, the new Marvel TV series. Oh, is it good? Um, yeah, I need to watch the second episode, actually. It came out the other oh. day, but the first one is really good. Um, it's not, not for kids either. It's like 16 plus. Uh, so interesting that Marvel are sort of going a bit darker now with their stuff. They're not having everything available for, for kids. Um, I was wondering, because like my Disney Plus just updated and was like, you can put a password on these or mm. these like um, profiles and all this stuff. And I was like, OK. But, yeah, yeah. Because there's they have the thing called Star, don't they? Which is all like the uh, the Fox stuff that they put on there. Um, oh, I don't know. So you I'm can not on there enough times. <laughs> watch all sorts on there now, but yeah, the uh, the branching out into to darker material, Marvel, uh, which is cool because I, I was always wondering how are they going to do Blade and stuff like that, you know, like because you know I can't see them doing like a, a kid friendly Blade movie. Sure, I've never seen Blade. <laughs> oh, that's one we've got to do. I think we've mentioned that before, but I only like the first Blade. I'll probably get shouted at for that, but the first one is great. I have um, to watch him. Yeah, but that scene, um, I love. That's one of my favorite scenes. The bit in the cabin where she's walking and Jason is like walking at the same yeah. time outside the window. <laughs> I it's love just... all the the window play with Jason. Like the fact that you know what was what what happens later on with the window in the cabin. Um, he walks with the uh, body without the head. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. see him walking past the window with the head. Which was thoughts. really really cool and then There's like the lightning's good... flashing and i love the stormy stuff in this by the way yeah love... i like that oh. and i love the the two scenes the one where the cop dad opens up the um one of the rooms and it's just splattered in in oh, blood yes again and then very and then screamy. the daughter comes and she opens it up and she just starts screaming for her dad and then you just yeah. hear her like, she was holding it together for the most part, but as soon as she saw that, nope, yeah. she let it all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very sick scenes. I, and I love that murder cabin, I suppose I'll call it. You know, like, mm -hmm. just the blood everywhere and just, like, pure massacre in that cabin. Like, And the way that the lightning just flashes on it and you just see little bits and it's just so mm -hmm. cool. I love that there's, like, a bowl of popcorn with, like, blood all mm -hmm. over it. And I was like, oh, that's fucking, that is cool. Like, I'd love to do, like, a a bit of artwork for a shirt with some bloody popcorn on. <laughs> yes. Cool. But yeah, I love, I love that. And I think that Kevin Williamson took a lot of inspiration from that as well. Cause there's a lot of scenes like that in scream, isn't there? Where there's the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the room that's just covered in blood, especially in scream four. The kills and the special effects. Yeah. Practical effects were so good. Oh, so great. And just that scene where they open up the, the casket and he's just disgusting looking i was very impressed by that i yeah, couldn't really look at it because obviously it was gonna make me throw up <laughs> but and i just i really thought the whole concept of the lightning striking at the right time bringing him <laughs> back was so goofy but i yeah. loved it it was like, oh yeah i've decided that the Mid to late 80s was really when we got the good type of camp. Yeah. It was just like the good style of campy where it's very fun, very enjoyable, took off. And, yeah. It just you know, found it its groove, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that opening scene because that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. The graveyard scene with Jason's resurrection. 
and the storm and the lightning and it's just so hammer horror and just so atmospheric and the music and the scenery I love the spookiness of it it's just so spooky Mm -hmm. and and gothic you know and it continues that theme throughout the whole film that gothic tone um but yeah I love I just love the idea of it you know obviously he's still in some sort of um he's still in mental care isn't he so he's, mm-hmm. he's with his friend that he's he's he's, he's in this place with, and that he's still obviously having um, flashbacks to you know him killing Jason as a young kid. But I like the fact we don't actually see any flashback. It's just like the, the audio we hear. We hear mm-hmm. you know the stuff. It's not like ramming it down your throat. It's like yeah, you don't need to see old footage of these films again and again and again right um it's almost a little self-contained one this you know uh you're given just enough little bit of backstory to know that this guy's got issues he's got history with jason and he's got to the point now where he he wants his corpse gone he he wants it burnt to nothing so he'll never you know be bothered by him again in his thoughts because he'll know that he can't come back and the irony is obviously that he brings him back accidentally <laughs> by having this this uh this rage uh outburst where he just stabs him with this uh railing from a fence uh, <laughs> that gets struck by lightning and it's just i just love the whole sequence it's so great like the it's fact like frankenstein that, yeah That's what Kevin when, he, said. when he's going at him with the with the spike and he's stabbing him over and over and the fact that his mate just goes, oh, shit, like, <laughs> he's lost it. <laughs> I would have uh, I would have laughed if I was like, nope, out. It's just that perfect combination of scary and funny. I just, I love it. I love everything about it. And obviously, when Jason gets hit with the lightning bolt and he comes, comes back from the dead, I love the look of zombie Jason. I think he looks so scary and cool. Like, love him. Just the way he pulls himself out of that grave. Puts his mask back on. He's like, right. Maggots are falling off of him. Yeah. (laughs) Like business as usual. I'm back, baby. Um, I just like this one too because it's like, I mean, he just goes on a rampage. He don't give a f about anything. Yeah. It's the paintball scene was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I love the paintball scene. (laughs) I love that because honestly, no offense to you guys who like playing paintball, but that's what you guys look like. Y'all are doofuses <laughs> for playing paintball. Like well, little army man. <laughs> I uh, I've only played paintball one time, and I got hit. I got shot in my wrist, and it well, like, like it was bad because it was oh. so close. Yeah, yeah. But I was like probably like eleven, <laughs> and I never wanted to do it again. Yeah, that um, that paintball seed contains some of my favorite kills in the movie. I mean, yeah. that triple decapitation is so good. Oh, yeah. And then when he just slams his face into the yeah. tree. And he rips his arm out. And he's just like, yeah. he looks at the machete that's still holding by the, you know, the severed arm. And at that moment, you can tell that Jason's thinking, oh, this is new. Like, I'm not usually this strong. So, like, it's a hint to to show that oh, yeah. he's he's superhuman now you know he's been brought brought back from the dead he's zombie jason but he's also like the terminator he's like super strong and he took advantage of that yeah and he was like right you know and uh you know a couple of times before i've said oh it's stupid the way that 
why is he coming back there? Why is he just killing all these random people? But at not one point does it enter your mind in this. It just makes sense for some reason. You know, he's just, he's back and he's just on a killing spree. He's going back to where he knows and that's, you know, Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Blood. Because um, it's been renamed now, hasn't it, to, uh, is it Lake Forest Green, I want to say? Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Um, but yeah, they've they've had to rename Crystal Lake because of all the shit that's gone on with Jason. And I like that that they sort of the towns tried to like cover it up and you know start anew. It's been that long. Jason's dead, and they just they, they want to you know expel and it from the 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 history of the area. They don't want anything to do with with all that Jason stuff anymore. I like the whole. The idea of the legend coming back into this one. I really like I like me a good legend. A good folk tale. So that was I like that element about this movie a lot. Okay, so favorite scenes then? Um I really like the beginning, obviously. hmm My uh, favorite was the girl getting impaled in the head. Girl um, getting impaled in the head, which one's that? The one where the part where we got scared. What wasn't she impaled by in the head? Oh, uh, or in the mouth. Yeah, honestly, I can't remember how he kills her. She's lying down in the puddle, and he. I'm pretty sure he just stabs her. Yeah, he just... her in the mouth. Yeah. I don't know if we see it though. I can't remember actually seeing that kill. Yeah, I don't think so either. I there's, think it was done off screen. There's some kills that are cool because it's like off screen. Mm-hmm. Um. One see. of my favorite but, yeah. scenes is um is the end scene. The, you know, the big showdown with Jason and Tommy in the lake on the boat. Oh, yeah, that like, one's good. I just, I love how epic it is. Like, and, and the fire looks so good. Like, and, and the I, I love score behind it. Score. I love the underwater stuff as well. It looks so good. Like, I'm a sucker for underwater stuff. Like, I love Creature from the Black Lagoon. Just anything underwater I really like for some reason. And it's all done really well. I remember watching them talk about this at the panel at the convention and Tom was saying that they shot the the underwater stuff in like three different places that's why the water kind of looks clearer in other shots than others because some of it they actually did it in his dad's pool in his back garden Um, and those shots were you know where Jason gets um, cut up by the propeller and there's Uh all like blood and guts going everywhere and apparently it blocked the filter in his dad's pool because like, <gasps> stuff got in the film. <laughs> ah, gross. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just I love that scene. I think it's really well done, really clever as well to, you know, write that end scene so fitting to like bring him back into the lake where he drowned. You know, like yeah, that whole end so part where about it. Yeah, you see him floating and stuff like yeah. that, which I didn't know that that was this movie where that came from. Oh yeah, because you, like so I have seen, seen that imagery of him. Yeah, I've seen that imagery, and I know what? like about the person who actually like built a Jason and put him in a <laughs> lake or something, and <laughs> so somebody cool. found it and scared the shit out of him. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the whole idea that Tommy came up with, you know, of like putting the the chain around his neck. And like mm-hmm. padlocking it to a, a big boulder and throwing it in the lake, you know, and just like literally, that's the only way you can you can physically keep him down somewhere, keep him there forever. Yeah. And uh, it's scary the whole concept of it. I remember 
I ended up explaining it to Aiden one day. I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> I think he asked me why Jason had a chain around his neck on one of the things I've got, and I explained to him that oh, this is this is how he gets killed in one of the one of the films, you know, and just the look of f- sort of fear in his eyes when he realised like how grim that was, <laughs> you know, to sort. Of... <laughs> to get like weighed down underwater and stuff like it really struck a chord with him and frightened him and uh i just love the idea of it one of my favorite kills is the whole jason kill with the propeller the way yeah, that's like, pretty it's cool grinding at him and he's twitching and then like oh it's just a great kill and then he's just like f- you know floating there just sort of like lifeless and obviously zooms in on his eye at the end and his eye opens back up i love that love that ending um other kills that i like um oh, i really love the rv kill you know where she gets her face mm-hmm. rammed into the wall and like her, mm-hmm. the imprint of her face comes through the other side <laughs> like it's yeah. so sick i, I like liked... the one where he twists that chick's head off yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good yeah because like again he sort of like looks at himself like whoa this is like new super strength and then mm-hmm. um, i think she's getting called at the time isn't she and he like looks over um and he's yeah. like well she's fucking dead now you know <laughs> i've ripped her head off <laughs> and then he does yeah, like a very myers good... thing and, and puts it in the car for someone to find yeah i don't know this one was just i felt like he was a little bit more clever but he i mean he was still childish yeah yeah that's something that's really cool about jason is he literally is still a child in his mind and uh this is like play for him he's just playing isn't it you know <laughs> yeah but he's uh he's lethal and he's scary. What else have I got down? Oh yeah, um we were talking a lot about the uh the cabin scene with the little girl. Um I just love how cozy this movie feels. You know, like I, I mentioned it in um I think the first one and the second one where there's like it's a storm and it's rainy and this is definitely a cozy movie. And I it just is, love but I wouldn't be able to handle like sleeping in a big open room with other people like that even as a kid oh yeah yeah that looked miserable to me camp (laughs) camp honestly looks miserable to me i i don't know (laughs) but i really love how like cozy it looks with the fire in the cabin and stuff like and um i especially love when jason opens the cabin door and all the leaves Mm -hmm. blow in and it's all very halloweeny looks really good um and that scene obviously where he he like comes towards the girl in her bed mm-hmm. and he's getting closer and closer and she like closes her eyes and begins to pray. I mean, that's such a good scene. It's like a classic, such a good scene. classic primal fear, isn't it? That everyone has mm-hmm. in their lives at some point that like you know, the boogeyman's coming into your room when you're in bed and you close your eyes and, you know, put your head under the cover, hope, hope that it's gone, you know, so, such yeah, a cool thing. She opens up her eyes and goes like, looks right under the bed yeah it's yeah so it's, it's so good there's just so many great ideas here that tom mclaughlin came up with you know he's he's taken from so many different areas of of horror and just everything that that creates like all these these fears and it's just fears and fun mixed together and that's what i love yeah. about it you know i would definitely um, watch this one again for sure Oh yeah, I mean this. It goes without saying. This is one of my like regular rewatches, regular go-to movies. Obviously, an October watch. You know, yeah. um, who's your favorite character in this? Hmm. 
You know, I really enjoyed Tommy as the f- a yeah. final boy. You know, mine's, mine's Tommy as well. I love Tommy. He just, I like the concept of final boy. I mean, I love final yeah. girls. Don't get me wrong. But in the world of horror, you know, there's not a lot of final boys, and yeah. I know that um, what is it? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He made a good final boy. The whole yeah. movie weirded me out, but. You know, <laughs> um, if you notice, uh, I mean, I guess kind of spoilers going forward, but ever since um, part four or five, it's final couple, a final girl, oh, a girl, and a right, guy, yeah, because yeah. um, obviously Tommy and his sister, mm-hmm. and then in part five, it was Reggie and uh, well, I guess Tommy was there too, so it was like three, three that survived, yeah. um. But yeah, I I love Tommy in this again. Tom Matthews, great actor. Love his, the personality that he injects into the Tommy character here, you know. And I loved his interaction with um, what's the girl called in this? Uh, is it Pam? Megan. Megan, that's it. Um, I love how they play off each other. I love their relationship in this. It's great. I love that. She uh, drove that... me a little bit crazy because she was kind of annoying, but it was okay. <laughs> I love that. That car chase scene when he when she's like driving and, and like forces his head between her legs and you just keep getting that like crotch shot over and over. I know, so <laughs> awkward. Um things we didn't love, nothing. It's a perfect movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have No, any yeah, it was great. It? No, I don't really have no any gripe. complaints. I mean it was I felt like it was a little too short, but that's okay. Yeah. Um what did you think about like the plot and the story of it then? No, I liked it. Yeah, I liked a lot, it a lot. I mean, lot I was than like, part five. <laughs> oh god, I don't even want to talk about for part five. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about part five. The funny <laughs> thing is, um, feel no, not feel now. Sorry, um, Freudian slip there. Another American friend of mine, Ryan Horn. Um, he he loves a bit of Roy, and he's chomping at the bit to hear our part five review. Uh oh. Um, he's gonna as of me. now, it's it's not up yet because we're launching the Patreon first um we'll get into that more in a bit but he he can't wait to hear our part five review and i was like oh yeah you're, you're not gonna like what ashley has to say about it <laughs> and he um he, po- he sent me that clip from the simpsons where uh grandpa simpson is like we want roy <laughs> we want roy <laughs> <laughs> so funny but yeah you obviously um enjoyed the story and the plot a whole lot better than part five yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just it's it's simple. It makes sense, and you know, in in classic uh, slasher fashion, there's not much to it, but it it's campy and fun, and it works. You know, um, and then you obviously get these fun characters injected in there too. I love the fact that the Jason is sort of like um, a zombie superhuman batman terminator kind of character you know like he even gets a utility belt from the paintballers you know like he's got his little all his little handy gadgets in there to kill people with now (laughs) and he's got his yellow gloves on that he gets from tommy at the start it is it is almost like frankenstein's monster you know all these little bits he's adding to him you know he's he's got his old school hockey mask on but he's got his new gloves he's got his utility belt and uh, i really do like the look of jason in this I think he looks awesome. Um, and he's very practical, you know. Final thoughts on this movie, Ashley? 
I enjoyed it. It was very fun. Um, You're back up again on that roller coaster. Yeah. I won't eat. I won't eat when I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it was great. I liked it a yeah. lot. I mean, for me, it's the best Friday. I love it so much. I have so much fun with it, and I rewatch it often. Um, my ranking so far, it goes obviously this one right at the top, and spoilers, it stays there. Um, so for me, it goes six, one, two, three, five, and then four. Mine would be. I still think I like one better than six. Yeah, I, th- I thought you would. Yeah. One six. Yeah. Did I like three or four better? No, I can't remember. Oh, I can't either. I don't. Oh no, you said you really like three, so maybe three was. Yeah, I think it's one six yeah. three four and five's not even on my list because F that movie. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So next time we'll be talking about part seven, the new blood. How many more are there? <laughs> we're half. We're at the halfway point now. There's twelve. Are you um, joking? There's twelve <laughs> Jason movies. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so it'll be done by August, and then you can pick whatever you want to do. You can punish me for putting you through some of these terrible films. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. So part seven is up next. The new blood. And this is where the infamous Kane Hodder takes over as Jason Voorhees. And he plays him for the next four films. Um, very different Jason. Um, but yeah, excited, excited for that one. Let's do some shout outs then, I guess. Um, we're going to be a, a bit more limited with our shout outs now because I put that as a perk on the Patreon. That um, if you're a supporter, you get a shout out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like that. I'm still going to shout out my friends because they're my friends. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, the Patreon, uh, I'll talk about in a sec. But shout out to regular listeners and friends of the pod. James Walker, thanks for joining us, dude. Um, John Howard, thanks for supporting us always and sharing the show. Ash Bowker, thanks for being you. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniel Cox, (laughs) I'll see you soon at the Salem gig. Thanks for listening. And uh, Ryan Horn, obviously, um, goes without saying. He's the super fan. He's our number one fan. Um, Sadie and Katie at Welcome to Horrorland. Go and check out all the horror merch. It's at Welcome to Horrorland on Instagram. They've got loads of cool stuff out. Oh, and yes, that's great stuff out. Yeah, actually, they just put out a Wolf Creek drop. Um, I've never and seen I that. No, I've not seen Wolf Creek either. I've just downloaded it. So it maybe we can do that. Um, because I wanted to watch it, because if I like it, obviously I want to support them by the merch. So apparently it's like an Australian film. I think there's like two yeah. films. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll probably do that one at some point. But yeah, go and check that out if you like Wolf Creek. Uh, they've got a really cool drop that they've just released on pre-order for that. So go and check it out. Nice. Um, and shout out to Field Mouse, the musical mm-hmm. maestro. does our awesome theme tune. You can go and check out all of his other music at offbrandmusic.com and for his band you can go to all of her twitch.net um go check out talknerdy.uk for all your nerdy comic book content and we're also up there too um so thank you jb for giving us that platform do you have any special mentions or shout outs shout out to my mom and my sister i don't really know what other friends 
listen because they don't talk to me about it. So. Well, let me tell you, like 95% of the listeners are American. So the most, it must be all your crowd. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I wanted to mention that. Like, we have recently hit a milestone of 1,000 likes on our Facebook page. So that is awesome. And we're honored that so many people are following us and, and liking what we do. Um, I'll be honest, it's mostly dumb memes that get all the attention. But That's so great, though. <laughs> The uh, the Friday the Thirteenth Facebook page has been uh, so good to me. Um, apart from when I slag off part four, I've learned that that's something you do not do in that group. I had all sorts of uh, real personal sort of insults and <laughs> some mean things getting said. They even said the pod was bad, which I was like, hold on a minute. You've probably not even listened to it. That person doesn't know anything. This pod is great. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, I, that... do, I do have somebody to shout out. It's Kevin. <laughs> shout out Kevin. Kevin's in the house. <laughs> the best fiance ever. What did Kevin think of this film? Um, Kevin, what did you think about the film? I liked it a lot. He liked it a lot. I thought it was one of the better ones because of how um, it seemed like it was pretty quick paced. Can you hear him? Or yeah, he just yeah. said the yeah, the he liked it a lot. Pretty quick paced, yeah. What's his favorite one? What's your favorite one? Uh, besides the first one, probably this one. This one, or besides the first one, he has. I think he has yeah. like what I do. One and six. Nice, nice. Wow. Correct, correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that we've had loads of awesome stuff happen to us on the socials lately. Like a lot of new listeners and and uh the, the numbers have gone crazy so we're floored Are by famous all your support <laughs> we, we, we can't quit our jobs just yet um, but but saying that we're launching our patreon finally so you'll find a link at horrorhomeschool.com to our patreon or you can just go to patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool and there you can pledge a dollar or more if you like and you will get access to exclusive episodes um, where we're going to be talking about loads more horror TV stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about some horror fan films. We've just recorded an episode on um, the fan film Jason Rising with producer and cinematographer Carl Winnery. That was an awesome, awesome episode. One of my mm-hmm. favorites we've recorded. I had so much fun on that. Carl was a great guest. So go and subscribe to our Patreon. You only have to give us a dollar a month. And you're going you're gonna to get loads more cool stuff. And if you haven't heard that episode, you're missing out. Because honestly, it's one of our best episodes we've done. And we've got another one coming uh, where we're talking about um, paranormal encounters with our friends. Uh, real life, <laughs> first-hand paranormal experiences. So we're not bullshitting you. Uh, yeah. we, are, we have got genuine guests who have had paranormal right. experiences. So if you're into spooky stuff, those are a must-listen. Yeah, and if you wanna if you wanna join us, you know, and you have a scary story, please let us know. Or if you want me to just read it or Chris read it, let us know because you know yeah. I know that some people don't aren't comfortable with you know actually talking on podcasts. So if you want me to just read it out loud, I can definitely do that. And you want to stay anonymous, I can do that too. Yeah, the the Patreon's gonna be so good for all of our extra stuff that we want to do because you know we we're just bursting with ideas and things oh, we want to do. Overflowing. Like, Obviously, we want 
<laughs> we want to talk about these films, uh, but there's so much other stuff we want to, you know, talk about and get our teeth stuck into too and talk to loads of different people about. Um, someone on Facebook mentioned they want to hear some true crime stuff, which absolutely is a possibility, you know. Oh, um, I'm totally down. Totally yeah, down. Yeah. Let's want talk, to talk about, about my favorite serial killers and sh- stuff like that. Yeah. Like literally anything. We'll, we'll do... We'll do folk tales, we do real life stuff, we'll do true crime. Um, and I definitely want to do an episode talking about Midnight Mass, the Netflix Ugh. show. Uh, because I'm like, I would just um, start a whole new series. We just go <laughs> episode by episode. <laughs> yeah. That is a great, great show. Yeah. that We'll do a deep dive on that. We'll definitely have yeah. a Patreon exclusive on Midnight Mass. So anyone that watched that show and wants to nerd out about it with us, go and support us on Patreon dollar a month that's all you need to do and yeah we've got loads more exciting stuff coming and including merch too so go on horrorhomeschool.com and uh, scroll right to the bottom and you'll find the links to our merch there oh and if you're a patreon you get an exclusive 20 percent off coupon um so that's another little perk for you so yeah go and support us on patreon um and you can send in your comments and questions to us feel free to dm us on instagram or facebook you can email us also at contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. Personal social media stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And me at underscore Baberham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. <laughs>